0: friends! Welcome back to another spooky episode of the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to so find out what gives them their magic, sex magic, blood sugar, sex magic. I am your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and notorious philanderer,
1: Alex Dandino.
0: Yep. <laughs> All right. Before we continue our uh, descent into the whore genre, a little bit of business, guys. It is official. We're on Patreon. That's right. Your friends here at the Film Alchemist Podcast are on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Pod. The absolute best way to support the show. The best way to make the show exactly what you want it to be. And here's the trick, guys. If you want a movie every single day this month, we've done the work. There is a movie available to you every day. But... Some of them are Patreon exclusives, right? Selected and voted on by our our patrons and our community over there. That's some of the perks, right? You get some extra movies. You get a commentary, Q&As, miniseries, all kinds of fun shit we're doing over there. So again, if you can, we would appreciate the support at patreon.com slash film alchemist pod. We have so many awesome friends over there. Thank you, guys. For those of you who are about to join us, thank you as well. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Film Alchemist. See these domes. While you listen to our talks, Uh, email the show, Pod at gmail.com. Find us on all the socials you're on. We're easy to get a hold of. We love to hear from you guys, especially this month, man. If you guys could be retweeting everything we put out about the October Marathon, it would mean the world to us. Uh, So thank you for that. Something also easy you can do that takes but a second. Leave five-star ratings and reviews everywhere you find the show. Um, It really does help us defeat the algorithmic dirtbag husbands. To be just taking advantage of us. Not letting us live our best lives. Um, So help us out. <laughs> right. You guys know the deal. 31 days, 31 pods. We've begun our descent into the whore of beasts with Hellraiser, right? We were like, you know what we want to start our October? Some fleesh. We want some fucking fleesh. So that's where we started was Hellraiser. Uh, so today we have hit Hellraiser number six. I hope you've enjoyed the others, including hellraiser inferno with our friend josh lobo writer director josh lobo that was a great one um today we're on hellraiser colon Hellseeker, or as i would rename the movie hellraiser doing too damn much uh, <laughs> so this is uh this is the part of the franchise where we're gonna start seeing some uh some warts that seem to be built into the cake now reemerge. Uh, I will say this if I'm rating the Doug Bradley run of movies right that's one through eight Hellworld is eight I think right if I'm rating my Hellraiser franchise with Doug Bradley I think Hellseeker is the very fucking moss-covered dirty bottom of the fucking lake <laughs> this to me is the worst Hellraiser that Doug Bradley was pinhead in, right um, it's a movie that While it brings back Ashley Lawrence, which we were all probably really excited about, kicks her ass out of the movie within about two minutes.
1: Pretty much immediately.
0: And then she's in flashbacks. And then this is essentially a whole movie that exists for a really fucking cool ending. I don't know that the ending uh, necessarily massages away all the other feelings you'll have during this film. Um, So, Alex, why don't you start us off uh, with your opening thoughts on Hellseeker
1: i think i've said this before i have never uh (laughs) sought out the uh hellraiser sequels that's smart and
0: they only come for you if you seek them
1: out (laughs) yeah (laughs) and while uh while inferno was entertaining uh Yeah, Hellseekers a bit of a downgrade. Not gonna lie. Do you
0: think this is your least favorite of the Doug Bradley
1: movies? Mm, No, but really, I don't know. It's hard to say. I gotta say, this one
0: has an exceptionally good ending.
1: The next two are real. Like, what is this? (laughs) Yeah. Well, Um, we
0: hit this phase right where it's like we're at the phase now where. Essentially, And a lot of people hate Inferno. I actually really enjoy Inferno, right? I think it's cool. But if you take Inferno through Hellworld, right, the question you're constantly left asking yourself is, what did this movie do really well? Because the things that none of them do well, right, none of them really capture what was good and scary about Hellraiser in the first place, right? This yeah. ultimate pursuit of pleasures and the kind of gray area where that can lead us to whatever, right? There's not a lot of examining of the mythology. There's not a lot of adding to mythology. This is the phase where it feels like. I mean, Inferno is clearly a spec script where they just cram pinheaded at the end. Right. And that's kind of the Inferno through Hell World vibe. What I do appreciate about this one... This one did not feel like a spec that had Penhead foisted in. This felt like it was trying to get back to the world of Hellraiser. Yeah.
1: This movie definitely feels like a Hellraiser movie. Like it's geared towards like the story of like, you know, Hellraiser, like part Mm -hmm. of the mythos in general. I agree. Uh, it just, there's just some stuff in here that does not quite like a lot of it doesn't work for me. And that's, not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> I mean, again, like I, this is the thing about this is the thing I like about October, yeah. because I usually like most of the first movies from a lot of these uh, from a lot of the runs we've done. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's why they were that's why they have runs. Um, I, yeah, like series in general are not interesting to me a lot of the time with Hellraiser or with um, horror movies because like I'm not seeing a lot of like reasons to watch for past like the first two basically like (laughs) there are exceptions to that rule but like hellraiser particularly after after we after watching uh hellraiser Mm 2 going any further there's been like cool surprises like inferno was fun that kind of stuff but like there's been nothing that i'm like oh shit i am locked in this entire movie like that's the problem is like these Hellraiser movies have the gravitas that they should be like, you should be locked in. And it is that situation where you're like doing your thing. And then at the same time, my hands like drifting over to looking at my phone, my head's like drifting over, looking at my phone. Like that's, that's, I think the problem. And you know, look, I'm not saying that that's not just because I'm at home with a kid. And so like, I'm just like drifting over and everything. But like, the issue is that this should be grabbing your attention. Like this is a weird, fascinating part of the genre to me. And it's like there's a lot more to it. Like you're saying, the mythos is really cool, actually. This is like part of it, but there's also this sort of like Hellseeker does the this is the problem. The saddle up and ride thing mm-hmm. of doing a movie like Hellseeker is like, all right, well, it has Hellraiser in the title, so I'm assuming you guys know what's gonna happen. You're like Yeah, but like that doesn't mean you have to just like do it. Like make it at least somewhat cool. Like there is like there's just there's like bringing Christy bringing Kirsty Cotton back is like I don't know, awesome. Uh, That part's cool.
0: Should have been great,
1: but yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, okay. So let's let's start here. So one of the things that starts to happen a lot in this this run of the Hellraiser franchise, right? And again, I like doing the whole franchises because some of these. Hellseeker yeah, on its own. Absolutely. If we were not doing this as part of a bigger talk, it would be hard to fucking, you know, fluff yourself into being like, let's fucking talk Hellseeker. Totally. But in totally. the context, I think I think it is interesting and worthwhile. Here, here are some of the problems that I think begin to besiege Hellraiser at this point. The, the biggest problem with Hellseeker, right? The absolute biggest problem. We spend so much fucking time wasted right like there's very little penhead or centibite in this movie to begin with right if you start your movie with there's an accident you know blah 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 oh he's in a hospital people have already seen him again now they're operating on his brain he's seeing visions right off the bat you're like oh this is a none of it's gonna be real kind of movie yeah and that fucking sucks because yeah. this thing if you're gonna do the you know we don't know what's real right this movie is not eternal sunshine, right? They're not doing their best job of leaping us through a dreamscape. Right. Um, so then it just becomes this really fucking cluttered hodgepodge of what the fuck is happening. And I think you could argue by the end of the film, the entire construction of this piece is poppycock of the highest order, right? Like, whoever is the narrator for this story, because this thing, by the end of the movie, what we realized that 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 opening car scene right that we saw of him uh you know tickle fighting right and you're like goddamn mayhem watch the road This why your rates are so fucking high <laughs> right they're tickle fighting and launch into the river even that one scene that we thought was our base reality is not true so everything we've seen is a fucking lie in a mirage right so there, there's literally nothing and by the end you're like wait a sec so he's already the fucking soul I guess he's in this weird personalized hell thing again, which Inferno kind of dabbled with. Right. But we're just getting to this point. You're like, there's no fucking, we're not seeking the, the exploration of the fleece. Right. Like what, what are we doing here? Like, what is the fucking point
1: of all? Well, like we're starting to shift. Like, this is the thing. This is starting to shift more into like, Oh, they're like straight up from hell. And like, the Cenobites aren't just these like Voyagers on the interdimensional highway trying to bang out. It's literally like, oh, they're like actually from hell and yeah. they know all about hell and they're kind of like They run like, a Halloween
0: Horror Nights kind of thing, yeah, right? They they're, running, like, they're running like they're running Yeah,
1: they're running like the Halloween store in hell and they like get called out every once in a while. Yeah. Like it's a very I don't know, it's a very weird thing because again, like we've had not saying they've been like just absolute bangers, but we've had like there's been this observance to the actual premise. This yeah, is the I it, I
0: think the first five you could make a pretty good case. They're all kind of on the same wavelength, right? Right.
1: This one though, and, yeah. Hey, do you actually the whole time actually from the not the whole time, but like the very top of the movie, I was like, Is this why Dean Winters is the actual is the car insurance Because like someone saw him in Helsinki, like man. I mean, we're going to have to do that shit, right?
0: I don't want to say that he's not a good actor, but he essentially is a a sex dummy in this movie. He is bringing absolutely nothing to this film. He is a black hole of charm in this movie. He essentially exists for every woman we see in the movie to immediately just start throwing themselves upon him.
1: I'm trying to think when he ended up being on, because like, This is the crazy thing. Like, Dean Winters is a really good actor. Like, he's great in Oz. I thought he was fucking fantastic on uh, 30 Rock. Like, that was the thing I remember him from the best. He has
0: nothing to do in this movie, it seems. Because he seems like he should care more that there's all these dead bodies and no one can find his wife. And instead, he just always goes, wait a sec, here's an emotion. Uh, I'll rub my head again. And it's like, dude, fucking bite into it. Like, what? Also, I, I think there's just this glaring issue with the movie that Wouldn't it be better if he was the fucking mystery ghost and Ashley Lawrence was just walking us through the movie. Yeah, We're just doing another Kirstie cotton is like, Oh God, the box came back into my life. Ah."
1: That's like my, that's probably my biggest issue with the movie is like, we cut out the thing that actually matters. Like that actually like links us to the lineage of the, of these movies. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we just follow the mayhem guy through the rest of the movie. You're like, Yeah, like, we are very loose with the uh, hidden hidden agenda of this movie. But I also just, yeah, I don't find him entertaining. I think that's another thing, too. Like, this is a really important thing about these Hellraiser movies. And having watched a bunch of them now, like, the performances, just to get you there, at least the performances have to be entertaining. Like, look, you could think that the first Hellraiser is... Just absolute nonsense. Mm-hmm. But that first one is so entertaining because those performances are outlandish as hell. It's fun as hell to watch, yeah. man. And that's what makes the movies better. I mean, we talked about this with Hellraiser too. Like, if that guy hadn't been yodeling while like with like a, you know, weird, you know, hell penis attached yeah. to his head. Yeah. I would have been just like kind of weird and lame, but like, he's like yodeling again. This like over the topness is what's great. I, I'm i just not getting that from Dean Winters in this movie.
0: What, what is he supposed to be offering us the audience? I feel like this is one of those movies. You kind of figure out the game really fast. Yeah, None of this is true. Pinhead is here. So again, we're doing an Inferno where we're trapped in a Twilight Zone hell prison, right? Right, right. All right. I understand that. Every single woman that he meets is fucking straight up throwing it at him. They're like, dodge the cameras as the girl's just like fucking, you know, tickling his taint right by the fucking vending machine. (laughs) And I was like, oh, she's so flippant. She doesn't give a fuck. You start to kind of piece this together, right? Mm. The the guys, the cops think that he had something to do with it. Uh, He's just seriously fucking everyone who moves in this movie. It's, so you're like, all right, I I get the gist that he was again, probably it's like not a good, the
1: worst kept secret in the entire movie. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Kirsty found herself an Uncle Frank, and that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. Right, <laughs> that's just how it went down. Right. So right away, you already know. And again, the like weird music video edits to try to, you know, keep us guessing as to where we are. And occasionally, he'll see a fucking blank faced like the most boring version of a Cenobite, and you're like.
1: I guess
0: it's hard to find anything to sink your teeth into because it kind of starts and I I had there's a brief moment at the start where I felt in right they do that great title card yeah yeah. where it says there's no greater sorrow than to recall happiness uh, in a time of sorrow right right so essentially when you're at your worst, the thing that makes it the worst is because you remember how good it used to be, right? Right, right. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, I get that, and then you don't appreciate a good time till it's gone, and okay. And I was like, all right, Kirsty's back. Fuck yeah. And it by the end of the movie, that clearly is talking to Kirsty too. Um, although I would argue by the end, she's having a fucking ball of a time. She's loving life at this <laughs> point. Um, gets that fucking revenge. But I was saying, I was like, this feels like a good beat, right? There's some fucking meat you know, even as they're doing this like fucking Top Gun music while they're driving and shit, I'm like still thinking of the car. And I'm like, all right, crash in the river, mystery, all right. After that five minutes, though, it is this just kind of so hollow. It's I mean, a it weird is, thing. It is a cavernous film at its very core.
1: It's a weird thing when you watch a movie like it, this, like to do that bit, like the gimmick of like, oh, like the wraparound's going to be. It's you that's like, you know, it's mm-hmm. the I see dead people bit like the problem is, is like there's like the sixth sense version of doing it where like you don't realize you're watching a ticking clock. But this mm-hmm. one feels like literally someone's like, hey, come on, let's go.
0: It was hey. one of these movies where I paused it and I was like, oh, 40 minutes. Yeah, I was like, I get it. He's in hell. Like what's because this thing Inferno plays it pretty straight, right? Like there is a mystery to be solved some kids losing right. fingers right we've got a clock right
1: well inferno and then it has this unravels, yeah. well inferno this is the advantage inferno has it it has this it has the detective thing built in like you have this yeah. like you have this procedural angle mm-hmm. so the mystery that's unraveling at least is entertaining in that regard this is literally like a guy just like what seems like uh either like Cross between, like, the worst nightmare he ever had and then also, like, all the pussy he could ever imagine.
0: Yeah, there there is a part of you that's like, really, penhead. This is the best hell you could come up with is this guy just walks around getting fucking blown well, this everywhere.
1: Is, this her? is the other thing, too. And I, I don't
0: know. <laughs> like, in this hell, couldn't he have a not super hot acupuncturist? Right. Like, like we bring it hell? down a notch. Like, this is the. what thing about someone understand. who's, like, drooling on you when they put the needle in? Like, make it a little sadder. Right. Well, that guy like, would still fuck, but, like, make it weirder. Come on. The
1: methodology changing up, though, like, this is the part that kind of throws me about Pinhead and, and the gang this time around is the methodology changing of, like, oh, we're going to, like, trap him in his own. I mean, and I know that's technically kind of Christy in a way or Kirsty in a way. Yeah. But again, it's just weird. Like, I'm so I'm, I'm so confused going into Hellseeker because. The rules are just, like, literally thrown out, and I have no Inferno idea. Inferno like-
0: blew up the mold yeah. a lot, and then this feels like one where they're like, we've got half a script somewhere. You know what I mean? It was that Beatles thing by the end when they did Day in a Life, and it's like, I got 30 seconds of song, I got right. two minutes of song, boom, song. Right, right. Um, I...
1: Well, I don't know, like, this is the thing that I don't understand about, because I... I was really I I I was reading about this because like mm-hmm. I had to figure out I'm like why does this movie feel so odd like what about this is so like you know I, I don't it's under- the
0: first time in the franchise I really felt no spark
1: yeah for like ninety percent of the movie so like I was reading about this and this is actually so originally a writer named Michael Lent came in and pitched a movie called the Hell oh like uh, the Hellseeker. Mm-hmm. And basically they went into uh they went into production after he finished the script and Rick Boda came in to direct and literally rewrote the entire thing to include Kirsty. So all the assertions that we had when we were because I didn't read this until after watching it. After or until after watching it. So all these assertions were like because I thought it, I, I with you, I thought it was, it felt, still felt like a Hellraiser movie, but like yeah. a spec that just like got Hellraiser crammed in, and I'm like, oh wait, this is a Hellraiser spec that got Kirsty crammed into it. Like, yeah. it's such a weird thing, and like, why
0: put her in? Yeah, why and not she have her be the one we follow? Yeah, like even when you did, she's Dream literally Warriors, the right? point of this. Yeah, when Nancy comes back in Dream Warriors, she's still an integral part of the story. Yeah. And again, every good moment in this film is mostly resides with Kirsty, right? Like, there are some cool scenes, right? So, like, when he's in his apartment and the boss lady comes in and is like, pa-pow, pa-pow, pow, right? And she's just teleporting around with less clothes on. Right. She's like, get over here and fucking, you know, it's time to get your fucking daddy on. No safe word. Let's go. And he kind of is like, whoa, hold on. I'm a happily married man. Which, again, is, like, such a weird thing to write into his personal hell is that he actually thinks he was a good husband. Um <laughs> A small detail I did like. But then, you know, she's like, oh, get the camera out. It's go time, right? Because um, we saw it earlier when he's, like, filming Kirsty's birthday present. And you're like, ah, I know what to use that camera for. But when she, he's watching her and him have sex, right? And he can't stop the camera. And then all of a sudden, Cinnabites are fucking grabbing and attacking and whatever. Right. I was like, that's a pretty good fucking whore beat. That then immediately is washed asunder because we're like, there's no fucking flesh on the table. Yeah. This is one of the keys. So in Hellraiser one, right? The, the very basic premise is a person is like, God, these orgasms just aren't enough. Um, they go seek more, right? There's actual fucking flesh on the line and you see the ripple effect in real world of how this hits people. Right. The more you take this to a hell dimension, and that the fucking game's already over. And again, it's a trick they got away with once. I think by this point, you're like, I I don't want to do this again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you already did the Like it's all a fucking hell prison kind of thing. So they were close on some of it, right? There were definitely moments that were getting close, right? Like I like the sentiment when he goes and finds the box and he's talking to the, you know, the guardian of the box or whatever. And he says, you are, uh, you have a wife who traps you with forgiveness, right? You're looking for a way out. I'm like, all right, fuck. Yeah, this is interesting. I don't know why they tried to hide from us that he was a bad guy.
1: Yeah, I, I don't understand. Like, especially after Inferno, I don't understand. If He's a why fucking a murderer
0: thing. trying to hide it. Yeah, that's a way fucking better movie. If he's getting all fucking and he's talking to his little friend at work that always covers for him. He's like, fuck, dude, they're going to catch us. That's a better movie. Yes. That's a way better movie. So I, I mean, I feel like they were this fucking close all over the point. And then I just don't know what happened.
1: I, I don't know. Like, again, it's one of those things where reading about it afterwards, like the weeds, the weeds that they were in when you can't, when it came up, you're like, Oh wow. This is like, this is one of those like movies. That's like a camel. Like it's just like a a movie made by committee where it's like Clive Barker has some notes Mm-hmm. I think at one point, Doug Bradley even wrote the ending like, like, but mm-hmm. like that got cut out. Um, but they went through like three different directors, all of them, you know, and like only when Rick Boda came in, was it decided that Ashley Lawrence was going to come back. So like, yeah, it is one of those things where you watch it and you're like, because that's the difference between this one and debtor, like Detter at least feels like somebody made that movie the whole way through and then stuck they definitely had a
0: vibe. They were trying to explore, yeah, Like sure. someone,
1: like this one, feels like they're like, oh, we got, we got, guys, we got to get a Hellraiser movie out. Like that was like, and I think that's the yeah. part that sucks about these particular franchises when they get long. Like, because I don't think Hellraiser is one of those franchises that necessarily gets long in the tooth. I think the problem is, is you just like foist so much crap onto mm-hmm. something that's already interesting, trying to think about a way to make it more interesting. I'm like, right. Well, why the, the don't you just go realities back? realities
0: doesn't work. They don't give our leading man any time to act or emote, right? Yeah. So th- this whole movie, everyone I read online that likes this movie is not the worst Hellraiser movie. Right. They're all like, Kirsty's back, and that ending is fucking amazing. I agree, that ending is amazing. Sure. But again, right off the bat, it just shows this this base misunderstanding. Of what Hellraiser is, right? right? Again, we talked about this in in my fucking number two. Pinhead's already like, "Oh, you bitch! Yeah, enough of this is not Facebook Marketplace, Kirsty. <laughs> you can't fucking partner, right?" She comes back, and he's just like, "You know what? We used your fucking philandering ass to get Kirsty because they yeah. wanted to get Kirsty back." And I'm like, "Fuck the fact that Pinhead has kept Kirsty in the back of his mind, right? The fact that we saw in part three that some part of him." considers Kirsty a friend. So whatever he wants her back for, we don't fucking know, man. Right. So that's a really interesting setup, right? That she found an uncle Frank and that he's going to fucking use that against her. Right. Was that scene when we find out that he gave her the puzzle box for her birthday is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Right. Her is saying, why would you do this to me? And he's like, shut the fuck up and open the box. And she looks at him and Kirsty after everything we saw her go through. Right. Right. Just says, I hope it's everything you wish for. And she willingly opens that fucking box, knowing that she is the one now who is considered the hell seeker. She's the one the Cenobites are coming for. Right. Fucking awesome moment. Awesome idea for the story. We literally just cut back. He's like, I wanted a more interesting creature, Kirsty. You're like, yeah, fuck yeah. And she's like, How about a Costco five for one? Excellent deal. <laughs> it's like why yeah. like is for 20 this... years you've been fucking thinking about getting kirsty back yeah. and you're just like Yo, i'll take these other fucking scrubs
1: it is weird how the movie yeah like this whole like that whole section is almost like it's like a farmer's market you're like oh, all right fine you can have five lettuce heads for one you're just like whoa 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 what the fuck? i'll give
0: you three other versions of me and hey don't take my word for it my husband also wanted to fuck them more <laughs> and I'll give you these two guys on top who are pretty bad guys. You're going to have a great time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like it's such I, a weird. The, the
0: fact that Kirsty and Penhead come face to face again after everything we saw in those first two movies. And then even in the third, they talks about Kirsty again. And she literally just says five for one. And that's it. They don't like hash it out. I'm telling you, it, it's th- such a fucking missed this opportunity.
1: Is, this is the era of pinhead is sitting in the lament configuration and with his fucking you know very cool chains and slippies just sitting up trying to watch you know whatever home renovation show he's watching and as soon as he's getting back in this is you can just tell like god damn it all right fine everyone get your weird faces on we'll go up there and talk to them
0: Come on, leftover Cenobites! My old crew's gone. We're just down <laughs> My here. Whole
1: cruise out here. You with the weird face?
0: Yeah. <laughs> just- it's uh, I I but this is what I mean. <laughs> I think like, what you see, and again, why I think this is useful to watch these all in tandem, right? You see these really interesting threads, right? Yeah. Kirsty willingly choosing to call hell down. Is a punishment for her shitty husband that she fucking got tricked
1: by, right?
0: That's just fucking good storytelling. Yeah, that's, that's great. just a fucking great choice. That's so is really even cool. in the middle of this absolutely just hard to be in a room with turd, right? Right. Like it's a big fucking smelly pile of shit as a movie. There's still some really fucking good beats, and I think that's what is so hard to swallow about Hellraiser at times. It's such a fucking – it's not so limited by what it is, right? I feel like Halloween and Friday the 13th are pretty limited to you pretty much have to be a fucking horny teenager, right? All right. Nightmare on Elm Street, you're also a teenager whose parents were bad people, right? Whatever. All right. They're all kind of focused in on – Hellraiser can be in the fucking crevasses of all of us, right? Like when the surgeon's going in on him, he's like – It's such a small membrane that separates, you know, pleasure and pain and all that kind of shit that it, I think that's how I always think of it. Right. There's so little difference between us and the guy who's like, you know what? I hate my nine to five goes home and fucking chops his family up with like something he bought on QVC and fucking rubs their puree all over his nips. And he's like, I just had a bad day. You know what I mean? Like there's so little that fucking separates all of us from like that just shockingly Horrifying monster. The guy who lived next door, right? The guy who is the deacon at your church and he ends up being, you know, fucking BTK or whatever. Right, right. And that's why Hellraiser has all of these wonderful opportunities. And you even see it in this one. This is what kind of starts the like, oh, now Pinhead just says the same like four catchphrases every movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I have such sights to show you, like, still. And I get it, 'cause he has to like do it to a new audience every time. He's like, oh, you're back. We can skip the fucking intro course. Flip skip those first three PowerPoint slides. Like, now nips. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, it, we're doing the face poll thing again. Every movie has the face pole, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like they they're just not pushing the envelope hard enough to go to these other areas. But they found their fuck. this what that's what I'm telling you. They found their fucking movie. Kirsty
1: yeah, like is
0: now the Julia. Yeah. Right? She's, she married a Frank and now she's a Julia. There is this inevitability, right? The fact that once the box has touched her and corrupted her, this right. was always her fucking path. Now, if she's the one who opens the box and then has to go through the movie and the mystery, you're you're getting 50% more buy-in from me as an audience member because I have that old shit to fucking think back on. Right. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is, though, is like that ending works because of what we're talking about, like the trading on this trading on this nostalgia is not the right word. But trading on this, um, the knowledge of what we have from the past, Mm -hmm. that is what makes that ending fucking solid. And yeah, like sends the movie off on a decent note because, yeah, you're like, oh, cool. So she's like she's no longer. I mean, She fucking iced this guy and, you know, five other people, whatever. She clearly is evil now. Like, yeah, like she is full blown. She's out of it. Like she's done being anybody other than, you know, her own personal hero, which is hilarious. But at the same time, like I like that, that that's, that's what makes the movie work. Like literally it's, I don't know, 70 minutes of just like, no, no, sorry. 65 minutes of like, that's just like. I get it. Like we're yeah. going to do Hellraiser move Hell, Hellraiser moves. And then like the other 20 is just like story story that yeah. I wanted. Even
0: the one detective having like the two heads at the end. Yeah. Right. Like it's all of us. Right. It's just a mix of like how much. Right. And I was like, even that's something, man, you could have fucking rocked yeah. with that. Um, Again, I love the idea of the ending of Kirsty just run around getting all these fucking trollops and, you know, her husband and these dudes and being like, you're going to fucking pay. Um, I'm in. Right. But I was like, God damn. Like, cause even at the end when the detective hands her the box back, right. You're like, all right, it was pretty good. Like she got away with it. Right. Busted his ass. When she takes the box, there's still that look on her face. Like, fuck. Like I'm in, but now it's like, what stops her from just going back to penhead and being like, all right, five more, five more. There's gotta be five more pieces of shit. You know what I mean? That live in this area. Um, you know what I mean? So I I just I don't like the deal with the devil unless Kirsty is going to ask Yeah. Penhead to be like, "Hey, you know, hey, hell priest, great hell priest.
1: Yeah. I mean, I want to be
0: with you. I yeah. want to be part of the gang." Then Which fuck. Yeah. Which would have
1: been cool. Like that would be yeah. fucking rad. But just that saying, would...
0: cuz why wouldn't everyone who gets caught, right? All these fucking nipple clamping, you know, fucking devious motherfuckers that open this box, why wouldn't they all say, hey, I'll go kill two people right now. Stop fucking clamping me. Ah, It's bad logic.
1: It is. But again, like, but see, this is the problem. And you put, like, bad logic. We're talking about Hellraiser here. Like, literally, like, everything about it flies in the face of logic, but, like, the rules that we had established in the universe don't even work anymore. Now we're doing like now we're doing flim flams and, you know, Pinhead's like, I have such sights to show you. But I also showed that person like 30 minutes ago. So give me a minute. Like, it's very like, again,
0: this this isn't a problem like Harold Potter, right? Where they're like, hey, you know, everyone flies on broomsticks and there's a kooky fucking train that all your kids ride to school on. You're like, oh, but like. Three movies later, you show me everyone can just teleport anywhere they right, want in yeah. an instant. Like, that that's the kind of problem when you're building a magical world, right? You're like, that seems really cool. And you're like, ah, oh, but in, like, the fifth book, you made this thing that kind of makes everything else in the world seem pretty fucking stupid. Right. Right, like, oh, you just showed us any fucking child can, like, take the identity of anyone else they want? So I could just, like, fucking look like Dumbledore and be like, hey, I'm gonna go fuck his wife because he gave me detention, you know what I mean? Like that that's just weird shit you add when you're building magical world where it's not always going to line up nice. Right. But I would argue that in like Harold Potter and shit, most of the things they do is cause it has like a fun narrative purpose. Sure. This doesn't right. Penhead is a, no. a genie, right? Like yeah. that's why we paired this with Wishmaster. It's exactly what he is. He is a, you wanted too much. Now we're going to fucking take you there. They were not on anyone's side. They were kind of amoral arbiters of all this bullshit. And that made it more interesting, right? We're right. the fucking bad guys. Well, they just kind of like preside over. Right, and at right. this point, it's like, we're, it's still fun to see Penhead, but like he's, lo- he's dull now. Yeah. Like we're not as scared of him. Again, now he's we know like, it's not he's real. So, and-
1: he's so bored with, he's so bored with the clientele who f- keeps finding this box. Like, I, I truly do feel bad for him by this movie because you're like, dude, the people who keep finding this thing just suck. And it's yeah. Kirsty this time. And Everyone she, who
0: finds that is going to suck, though.
1: Right. But like, it's Kirstie this time, too, and it shouldn't suck. And the fact that she doesn't like he let it just wash her over out. here sucks.
0: He sought her out. It should have mattered. They should have yeah. had an epic throwdown.
1: It should have been a big thing. And it wasn't because
0: he even is like, I admired her handiwork. And I was like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't get the sense that it's over. Like, she still has the box. She doesn't seem thrilled about it. She knows it's not over. Right. But she just fucking killed five people with, like, a lot of fucking pizzazz,
1: A lot of gusto.
0: So, like, I don't have any doubt she can be like, I'll do two more. Like, let's go. I, every movie, right, we're not a show that likes to just fucking rip movies apart, right? So we kind of turned Hellseeker into a a look at some of the problems. Because I would say if you're talking about, like, the great horror franchises, right? and where they rank on consistent quality, I mean, Hellraiser might be about as low as they go, right? Of the majors, right? You could maybe get into, like, Amityville Horror, but even they're taking big daddy hacks, right? Right, yeah. Like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre has a lot of, like, fucking chaff. Yeah. But, like, when it's good, it's really good. I, so, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's the problem, is Hellraiser should be, like, Hellraiser 1 is as good as any horror movie ever, but you get to these, they they lost the fucking you know the rock hard hook that's flying out into that fucking you know pay dirt flesh yeah and we're just kind of meandering and i think Hellseeker is the most meandering of all so that's why i would personally say it's my least favorite um of the doug bradley ones because the other post doug bradley ones had their own fucking uh
1: their own warts yeah their own
0: fucking various issues that we will discuss later so that's it on Hellseeker, it was good to see Kirsty back, man. That was fun. Um, it's just better with Kirsty and Penhead on the screen. It's just fun to see that. Um, so you guys know the deal. 31 days, 31 pods. So we'll be back tomorrow with Hellraiser colon Deader.
1: I don't Question even like mark? saying
0: that word, right? <laughs> I don't love that word. Hellraiser Deader. This is um, Chris Angel zombie fucking uh, Hellraiser. This is... Lord of Illusion Hellraiser uh, is what we're doing tomorrow. Uh, A lot more pizzazz than this one today. So we'll be back then. Guys, please go to Patreon. Patreon.com slash FilmAlchemistPod. Support the show. Make sure you're getting every movie uh, on this October Mega Marathon. Email the show, FilmAlchemistPod at gmail.com. Leave us ratings and reviews wherever you find us. We're on all the socials. Uh, Subscribe to the YouTube Film Alchemist. I think that's it. Uh, Guys... That's all. That's all we got for today. For the Film Alchemist, I'm Josh Murphy.
1: I'm Alex Dandino.